Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if you keep on the sunny side of life. Hi there. I hope you're having a great week. My name is Joe Martin. I'm pastor at First Baptist Church in Toledo, Washington. I want to talk to you about differences and uh, it really the idea of contrast. You know, how difference, how you and I having difference can be a strength. This is especially true in, in a congregation. You know, it's a sign of maturity um, when you can handle this. And it is a sign of immaturity when you think everyone needs to be like you or to think like you or to act like you or to perceive everything just like you. Um, to agree with you. <laughs> uh, to dress like you. Think about middle school. That's really a indicator of, of being a, you know, middle school person, faddish. It's also um, being, you know, wanting everybody to be just like you is also a symptom of instability um, because you get all worked up and upset if when you have to listen to different perspectives. And sometimes that means that you're really insecure because you're not very sure about your own ideas. And so you don't want to listen to anybody else because you're afraid you might be, you're too shaky. You know, I think that it's important to think about an idea that in creation, in the world that God make, contrast, it is contrast that invokes our ideas about beauty, about awe. You know, um, now I know that everything has a certain dimension of beauty, but, you know, staring at a big flat landscape that with no variation in it, it, for most of us, it's not very stunning to us. It may be like, you may be gripped with the, the starkness of it, but, <clears throat> you know, a changeless kind of um, singular landscape for most of us doesn't grab us. Uh, but think about what we make parks out of the Grand Canyon. Why? Because you look at it, you see even pictures of it, and it is just this massive, you have this flat tabletop landscape, and then boom, all of that, and all of the different layers and dimensions of it. Or how about the Grand Tetons? You know, you have this flat area, and then you see those great peak coming up. It's the difference. It's the contrast that grabs you, that that makes it so interesting. This is also true about sound. Like you hear people who have amazing voices, <clears throat> myself, not one of them, but a voice that has tremendous range. You know, you listen to some singer like Pavarotti or, you know, that can hit these incredible uh, levels and go very low. And it's the, 
it's the, the that dynamic in the voice uh, that gets you. It moves you for reasons we don't even understand. This is true with so many other things. Uh, we were, I was talking to someone the other day. We were talking about flowers and the intricate details and the variation or color um, uh, in the flower itself between the interior part of the flower and the rest of it. Or sunsets. You know, we're not really, we don't really pull out our phone and take a picture of some uh, monotone, you know, sunset. We grab that stunning sunset that with all the reds and the bursting flame of purples and pinks and saffrons. It is a contrast. And in that difference that um, grabs us, you know, your church, TFBC or wherever you may go to church is really no different. It is the variation and the difference that really gives the strength and beauty to the body. I mean, Paul talked about the body in this way. For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. This is why uh, when you are a part of our church, our uh, local church, this is why uh, you would you come with your own story. It's different. Learning to love others with a totally different story, with a totally different experience, and maybe a totally different, they came from a different place or a different kind of family or a different kind of uh, background. God's idea of unity is not like many churches try and do, which is kind of a, a top-down uniformity where the, where you are like, um, you got to dress a certain way and, and act, you know, do certain things that are not necessarily, not from scripture, but just this kind of prescribed life. This is why Jesus, um, staked our reputation as his followers on obeying one command. He said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. This is in John 13, 34. By this, all men will know you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Now, I've often said this, this is how all men know you are my disciples. It's also how all men will know you're not his disciples. So what are you doing? Well, what are we doing when we gather, when we become a local church? You're learning how to love like Jesus. That's what you're doing. And you learning how to love like Jesus is your discipleship. That's it. And it's our goal. And think of those early 12 disciples that Jesus stayed up all night and prayed and then picked them. It seemed like they were, wouldn't have been a very um, good combination. They had a lot of um, tensions between them. You had some fishermen that were kind of working class guys like Peter and Andrew and James and John. You had some guys with like real, real hot personalities. You had a guy named Simon the Zealot who was a part of a anti-government group, very politically extreme on one side, and you had Matthew Levi, Matthew Levi on the other, who was a tax gatherer and a collaborator with the occupying forces of Rome. You had the only guy who was really a, a somebody was Judas. We know what happened with him. 
Judas of Iscariot. Why did Jesus pick these guys like this? Well, I believe one of the big reasons was so they could become the unexplainable community. <clears throat> you know, we live in a culture, as this is never not anything new, where there are so many voices of outrage, you know, to get you mad at somebody or to keep you mad at somebody. And division is always being perpetrated. It's always the devil's agenda. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get pulled into fruitless discussions, you know, what you heard here and what you, somebody said or somebody's opinion about somebody they don't know and they don't know anybody that knows that person. It's hard to keep your eyes on the prize. But Paul made it clear what the prize really was. He said in 1 Timothy 1, 5 and 6, he said, but the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. And then he says, here's what's at stake. For some men straying from these things, the goal of our instruction and how you get there, have turned aside to fruitless discussions. Doesn't that sound like our time? Boy, that's right now. Radio and TV and all these pundits and, you know, and Facebook and, you know, social media. <clears throat> it's easy to stray from love, from a pure heart and a good conscience and a really, really non-hypocritical faith. And what ends up happening is you end up getting all wrapped up in fruitless discussions and going down the rabbit hole. And you know what ends up happening? We end up not being known as his disciples because we don't love well. So what can you do? What is your part? Well, be present in person in your local church. Now, you may not be a member of TFBC. I, if you are, you need to be present. You need to make that uh, a priority in your life. Now, if it's possible, now some of you I know watch these and you, your, your work schedule dictates or maybe it's your health. Uh, is too bad. But if you if you have a health concern, let me just say this. Well, let's kind of do an evaluation. Some of you really, you, you don't get out. You have people do stuff for you. But sometimes people say, you know, I can't come to church because of health. And then I run into them at Walmart or I run into them at something else or at a basketball game. And, um, you know, be credible about it. What I'm trying to say to you is make church a priority. If you're going to, if you can't because of health, then watch online. But, but if any way is possible, be present in person to your local church. If it's not TFBC, it needs to be your local church. If you don't have a local church, find a church. Doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't have to be the flashiest or the biggest or the full of a bunch of you know, um, uh, you know, dynamos. Find a church and commit to it. Make sure that it believes, you know, it's biblically based and it's a solid group of people that are really teaching the right things. But take the time to do that. But find a church and commit to it. That's how you learn faithfulness. And then be part. If you're in a church, and particularly TFBC, get, become part of a class. In our church, we have a number of adult classes and classes in the week and get your kids in classes. Be part of a class um, a course or a discipleship course. We're offering emotionally healthy discipleship courses on how, learning how to love well. And then make it your perspective when you gather with other people to match your strengths 
with what you come to understand as the weaknesses of others. And so you say, what do I mean? I'm going to talk more about this on Sunday, but you have an abundance in one area. Maybe it's experience or maybe it's wealth or maybe it's, well, you meet it. You match abundance with need. Maybe that's going to mean giving or maybe giving help or giving a hand or whatever it might be. But match abundance with need, weakness and strength with weakness. And this is how we witness as the unexplainable community. And you know what happens? Then people see you and see our relationship and how we relate. And they say, but this is how we know you really as a disciple. We don't have to be perfect. None of us are. But we're, we're, we're moving in that direction. Contrasts are okay. Difference is good. It brings about the beauty of the whole body. And as a matter of fact, the more different we are, that we love well, makes people say, I wonder why those people, I wonder why they are together. They seem like they're so different. Well, there's one answer. The basis of our unity is one person. His name is Jesus and our commitment to him. Thanks for watching this. And if you want to, if you want to um, get back to us, you can uh, check that out on um, uh, our website. You can also find out about services on Sunday. We have eight o'clock in the morning services. We have a nine thirty breakfast and classes, and then we have eleven o'clock service, and we have evening discipleship courses, and lots of things going on. And also. We've got stuff for your kids. And, and a lot of you have asked me about giving. You want to give in some way. Well, you can give right on our website. There's a whole menu there for giving. So just follow that. Thank you for watching this. Have a great day.